Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our reading from Galatians 3, St. Paul quotes the book of Deuteronomy and declares, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Christians and unbelievers alike have wrestled with the idea of Jesus on the cross, lending truth to Paul's words. It is a curse to hang on such a tree. Skeptics will say, what kind of religion is it where a father sends his son to such gruesome punishment. And even Christians struggle with that image to the point where some reject the idea of a crucifix, a cross with the body of Christ upon it. Christians and unbelievers alike wrestled when Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ was released to put eyes on what it very well could have been like for Jesus to suffer and be crucified. The images are disturbing. I was reminded of this a couple days ago in a Facebook group I'm in that's focused on religious artwork. I've always enjoyed art. My undergrad was in art. Someone shared a painting done by a 20th century German artist. I remember not the name or of the painting or of the artist. And I couldn't find it when I went looking for it because it was taken down. The reason being was the artist depicted Jesus on his cross fully naked. And while I would agree with those that that would not be appropriate in the place of artwork... It also reveals the cursed state of someone who hangs in this way. On the cross, Jesus becomes cursed. Not only does he become cursed, he becomes the curse that is meant for you and me. And perhaps therein is some of our discomfort with the image of Jesus on the cross. Last week we heard of the mocking and the shaming of him in his suffering, the crown of thorns, the purple robe, hail king of the Jews. But on that cross, on that place, that cursed place, Jesus bears your curse and mine. As Paul says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. And so in a sense, it ought make us uncomfortable to view the image of Christ upon the cross because that discomfort, that shame, that curse is what is owed to us for our sin. So the discomfort is understandable. But you see... God has this way of working in dual realities. Yes, the cross can be uncomfortable to look at. 
to see our Savior hang upon a tree as the curse. But it is also at the very same moment the greatest blessing that we can look on him in such a way. And this is the greatest testament, I think, to the power of God, that he is indeed God over all, that something can be curse and blessing at the very same time. The cursed Son of God hanging upon a tree bears the curse for you and me. Our curse is placed upon him. And hence we call the day of Jesus' crucifixion Good Friday. For though he bore the shame, the scorn, and the curse, he bears it in our place. The curse that was meant for us, the humiliation and the shame and the mocking, he takes it all on and is hanging upon the tree to be cursed for you and me. Or as St. Paul would say elsewhere in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. You could also fit other words in there, and we shouldn't probably do this with Holy Scripture, substitute our own words in there, but I think for this instance it works. The word of the cross is folly, it is nonsense, it is a curse, It is shame to those who can only look upon their sin, to those who are perishing. But as Paul says, to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That same word that is nonsense to some, that is folly, that is a curse, that is shame, that is humiliation, this word is also God's wisdom, God's power, God's might, God's blessing upon you and me. This Jesus is cursed on the tree to be our blessing. We talked a little bit last week about Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor who sentenced Jesus to his crucifixion, who before that ordered his suffering. His punishment. We know a little bit about Pilate. We know about his reluctance to crucify Jesus. We know about him being troubled when he told Jesus told Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. We're not told what he was thinking when he wrote the inscription upon the cross Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. We don't know if it was to further mock Jesus that this king of the Jews is hanging upon a cross. Indeed, it bothered those who rejected Jesus as the Christ. Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am king of the Jews. He's a cursed king, cursed on the tree, bearing the curse for you and me. But as God deals in dual realities, he is also truly our king. Because our king reigns in this way. He is a king like no other. We even call him the king of kings. With grace and mercy and love unsurpassed. 
for those who are his subjects, for those who bear the curse of the law. He becomes the curse for them, doing what no other king would ever do for those under his reign. Cursed is everyone, Paul says, and quotes the Old Testament, who is hanged on a tree. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Should you ever look upon the cross and begin to feel shame, embarrassment, humiliation, a curse upon yourself, then may God grant by his Holy Spirit that you recognize that all those things are there to be put on him for you. That he bears them gladly and willingly in obedience to his Father for you. You are freed from the curse. The curse of the law, the curse of sin, the curse of death. Because Jesus was crucified in your place. The holy, shameless, spotless, sinless Son of the Father becomes your curse. And in so doing, he reigns from that cross as your king. Ruling over sin, death, the devil, and putting it all under his feet. His pierced feet dripping with blood upon the ground. Bleeding and being that curse to reign over you for all eternity. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. And yet this cursed one is also the king of the Jews who we hail on this very night. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.